1: The Pittsburgh Steelers answered a couple of questions about their roster, but for one specific position, the question got much, much bigger. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Welcome to the Cutting Room Floor. After the free agent signings last week of the offensive line, Patrick Peterson, the two linebackers... There were two main positions that I was still looking at and saying these are the big question marks. One was safety, with the Steelers having the Terrell Edmonds question up in the air, and the other was wide receivers. The Steelers really only have two wide receivers that have been used well and proven. Stephen Sims then signed away elsewhere in the wide receiver room, and the, the Steelers really only have two wide receivers. And You know, Calvin Austin III, who is a question mark. There's no guarantees there. We've never seen him really play. But then they signed Zach Gentry. And Mike Tomlin talked about wanting to focus on the run game. So wide receiver, to me, has been largely answered. And that is they're not going to focus on a third wide receiver being a big deal. There's going to be the two tight end sets. You're going to see those, and I would not be surprised to see Connor Hayward get an increased role on the team, not as like a fullback replacing Derek Watt, but in the slot, which is where he did a lot of his best work as a receiver. He is a he's a big ma- mismatch, a big matchup problem in the slot because he's quick and he's thick right he's got quickness and thickness he's a big dude not tall but stout and cornerbacks don't cover those guys well he can create space he's not going to get jammed you're not you know a a mike hilton isn't jamming a connor hayward very very successfully and he's got really good hands and he's quick He's a problem for a linebacker. He's a problem for a smaller cornerback. He's a problem for a safety. I expect Connor Hayward to get a little more attention in that slot receiver role. And if you you think about the difference of switching between a, a Zach Gentry, a Connor Hayward, and a Calvin Austin III, that's a pretty good set of options you have there that are very different players. Zach Gentry gives you a, you know, you've got to match his blocking, you've got to get online, you've got to be powerful, we're going to run at you. Maybe run some trick plays, little sneaky plays where he gets out on a what tight end screen, stuff like that. But mostly the blocking. you got Calvin Austin third, incredibly shifty, incredibly fast, but very small. You know, the, the thing with covering him is keeping up with him. And you've got Connor Hayward, who lies in the middle of that, who's thicker, who can give you a blocker, but he's also quick and he's got good hands. He can be a dangerous receiver if the other team is expecting him and defending him more as a blocker than as a receiver. So for me, wide receiver isn't the big question mark anymore. Now, if they get an option to add a real talent wide receiver, they would. That's a stealer thing. You don't pass up on talent just to because you had a plan to deal without having it, you know? Just because you had, had an idea of how you could go about not having to add a wide receiver doesn't mean you wouldn't add a wide receiver if the chance came up. Really don't expect it to be early in the draft, though. But on the other side of the ball on defense at the safety position, the question marks got bigger. The Steelers brought back Demonte Kazi. And Terrell Edmonds left. And there's there's the Terrell Edmonds leaving is interesting because he's getting paid less than he did last year. Last year he made 2.5 million, but not all of that counted against the salary cap at all because when the NFL changed the veteran minimum contract structure. Now it is a veteran benefits contract is what they're called. And there is a thing called a four-year player, you know, clause in this veteran benefit contract where if a player has played on a team for four years, then you give them, they get even more money, right? Terrell Edmonds got $2.5 but that was a veteran benefits contract. He only counted, I think, like $1.3 against the cap something like that I'm not a cap expert I'm not a contract expert but he was on one of these veteran benefit contracts as a four-year player he had played for the Steelers for four years and then they had this that was at 2.5 million Edmonds is going to make two million this year he changed teams he hasn't been with the Eagles four years he cannot get that four-player year, four-year player benefit contract. Now, the Steelers could have given him that kind of a contract. It's unclear to me whether it had to be signed before his contract ended and as an extension or if it could be later. But I want you to consider that he's going to make less money than a first-round rookie draft pick. This year. First round safety is going to make more than Terrell Edmonds. If you are sitting there looking, I've heard this a lot on, I've seen this a lot on the internet here, is that, oh, the Steelers are going to draft a safety. In the first round to replace Terrell Edmonds. Well, if you're passing on a guy who's playing for $2 million, to draft his replacement in the first round, even even if that guy's better, how much better is he going to be? I mean, are you getting like an elite safety? Are you getting another Minka Fitzpatrick here? Are you getting a really high-end safety play on this? Because to me, if you re-sign Terrell Edmonds, right, which again, even, let, let's say he can't get the veteran minimum contract. Let's say you give him a, Two year six million or a two-year six point five million dollar contract, right? So he's making over three million dollars. That's not big money in any way, shape, or form. You're, you're paying more for that for backup offensive linemen. You're you're paying a lot of players, <laughs> like are making more than that, and your safety room is done. You have no needs at safety at all. It goes to the bottom of the list. Not signing a player for three million, right? When you when you clearly could. And then using a first round draft pick, right, to fill that need. That's that doesn't sound smart to me. That doesn't sound smart to me. I don't think that's the case. We'll see, of course, and if and if they do, if the Steelers draft a safety in the first round, uh, you, you will hear me complain about it. You will definitely, definitely hear me complain about it. But I think we have to consider that maybe the Steelers think Minka Fitzpatrick and Devontae Kazi can be the safety room, and right now they are. So one of the things I want to do, I want to talk about this show, is that safety room as it currently exists. And the interesting thing is, the Steelers played a game this year with that safety room. We're going to talk about that in the second half of the show, what that game looked like. Uh, But here before we get into that, I want to talk about maybe why they didn't re-sign Terrell Edmonds. If you go back and look at Keith Butler's draft, since he took over the team Uh, 2015. 2015 draft was the first draft with Keith Butler as the defensive coordinator, and they knew he was going to be the defensive coordinator. He was there during the process. It's not like the draft couldn't be, you know, fit to what he needed. In 2015, uh, Bud Dupree was the first-round pick. That followed 2014 Ryan Shazier, who was the, the last draft pick, by Dick LeBeau. 2016, uh, you go to the second round selection, you get Sean Davis. 2017, the first round pick is TJ Watt. 2018, the first round pick is Terrell Edmonds. Now, 2019, the Steelers trade up and take Devin Bush. If you take those seasons... And you look at the relative athletic score of the of the players I just mentioned, right? Where 10 is the maximum. 10 is you are an athlete unlike anyone in the NFL before you. Which is incredible to think of. And these these numbers go way back. They, they go back. You can get like Rod Woodson's RAS score. Ryan Shazier was a 9.88. That's was ridiculously high. Bud Dupree is a 9.47. That's also ridiculously high. You go to 2016, second round, safety, Sean Davis, 9.77. 2017, TJ Watt, 9.92. And remember, when he was drafted, he was not seen as a polished pass rusher. He was an athlete. And there was a lot of rawness to his game. And no one knew exactly how well he would develop. But he was a 9.92 RAS score. Steelers took him first round. 2018, Terrell Edmonds, 9.86. 2019, Devin Bush, 9.33. Keith Butler's defense was built around the defensive line and then having ridiculously fast and athletic defenders behind them, at the linebacker spots and at the safety spots. And if you go to that 2017 season, before Ryan Shazier's injury, when they had Ryan Shazier, Bud Dupree, TJ Watt at linebacker, and they had Sean Davis at safety, the Steelers had one of the most athletic teams in the NFL at the linebacker and safety spots. If you go to 2019, after Devin Bush is drafted, the start of that season, you had Sean Davis, 9.77 RAS. Terrell Edmonds, 9.86. That's your safeties. Insane athletes. Up front, on, on either side, you had Bud Dupree at 9.47, T.J. Watt at 9.92, and Devin Bush at 9.33 at linebacker. You had three linebackers and two safeties that were incredibly athletic players. Not just, you know... Even really good athletes for NFL players. These guys are the elite athletes among their peers. That was Keith Butler's defense. 2019, Ben gets injured. Sean Davis is injured. And Terrell Austin's already there. And they acquire Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick is a really good athlete. Most great players are in the NFL. But he's an 8.48. He's not a 9.0. RAS guy. He's not up in that category. The Steelers drafted Alex Highsmith in the 2020 second round. Alex Highsmith is an 8.06 RAS. And if you look at his years in the Keith Butler defense, he was never focused. He was never a main guy. He was taking supporting roles. He was containing the pocket and focusing on stopping the run. He wasn't the pass rusher. He wasn't used the same at all as T.J. Watt, which is understandable. But as Terrell Austin has gotten more control of this defense, the athletes have started disappearing. These freakish athletes that maybe or maybe not know, may or may not know how to play football have been disappearing. And they're being replaced by smart players who communicate well. That's much more important in this defense. If you look at Alex Highsmith's first year in Terrell Austin's defense, 14 sacks, he was used very differently. You watch the film, obviously T.J. Watt's injury had a lot to do with it, but when T.J. Watt came back, even as T.J. Watt was showing, he was kind of getting back into form a bit. It wasn't the same defense that focused on T.J. Watt that made sure to create good matchups for T.J. Watt to let T.J. Watt's athleticism go get the quarterback. It wasn't that system anymore. The, The Steelers' defense under Terrell Austin is not going to be the Keith Butler defense. It's not going to be a bunch of freakish athletes behind, you know, the defensive line. And it's going to be interesting to see how it works out, but Terrell Edmonds is the last real freakish athlete who isn't a great football player. He's a very good safety. He's a very good player in his role, and it's a valuable role. And we're going to talk about that because I think we're going to miss him. I think we're going to miss those players. Ridiculously freakish athletes have their place on a team. And we don't have a lot of them now. TJ Watt, yeah, we've kept him. Obviously, you're going to keep him. Minka Fitzpatrick's no slouch, but you don't really have these freakish 9.0 and above RAS score guys on this defense all of a sudden. TJ's really the only one. The linebackers acquired, I think, I think, uh, the one linebacker, Cole, lost his last name, can't remember it right now, but he was that guy before his injury. We'll see if he gets back to that form. But there's not as many athletes on this defense as there was. And I think that's because of Terrell Austin's focuses. I think that's a difference between Keith Butler and Terrell Austin. And I think that might be one of the reasons the Steelers didn't value Edmonds as much anymore. All right, we're going to take a short break. And when I come back, we're going to talk about the Week 16 game against the Raiders and specifically what that safety room looked like when it was Minka Fitzpatrick and Demonte Kazee without Terrell Edmonds. So stay tuned and we'll be right back.
0: Come and out with it and making it something new. While I'm awake, step into the world of power, loyalty Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases. Overruling the bylaw. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
1: Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you by the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Wherever you're listening to this show right now, you can listen to and catch all of your Steelers shows on the Steel Curtain Network. We've got great shows every week. Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride, Dave Schofield's Stat Geek. All your regular shows, we've got some new shows that have come out. You can catch all of them right here. Make sure you're checking out those shows. Checking out your podcasts, keeping up to date on all your Steelers news right here on the Steel Curtain Network. And also make sure you're clicking over to the steel behindthesteelcurtain.com for all your news articles. Breaking news. Anything you need to know about the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason, you're going to get it there. In the first half of this episode, we are talking about the Steelers roster as it's coming together. Talking about Terrell Edmonds being let go. And how maybe, maybe it's because Terrell Austin doesn't quite value the freakish athletes like Keith Butler did. I want to cover Week 16. Week 16 is a big week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Terrell Evans is out They're playing the Oakland Raiders. Their starting safeties are Minka Fitzpatrick and Demonte Kazee. This entire game, the entire Week 16 game, Demonte Kazee plays free safety. Minka Fitzpatrick starts at the strong safety, and he'll play that position the entire game. So if you're thinking, can DeMonte Kazee be the strong safety and replace Terrell Edmonds? Understand that when the Steelers had that game where DeMonte Kazee needed to come in and replace Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick was the strong safety, not DeMonte Kazee. It stands out to me that that was one of Minka Fitzpatrick's worst graded games by PFF. And film-wise, I agree. He did a good job on what he was told, but it wasn't the same level of impact you normally get from Minka Fitzpatrick. For example, Minka Fitzpatrick is up in man coverage on running backs and tight ends. When he was on Darren Waller, which he was on him a good bit, He actually got targeted quite a few times. They were running plays to kind of isolate Waller and Fitzpatrick and attack Minka Fitzpatrick in man coverage. Now, I want you to take a minute and think about that. Terrell Edmonds in man coverage wasn't someone teams really targeted or ignored. He just kind of limited, you know, the damage. It wasn't a a thing that really moved the needle. Minka Fitzpatrick was a guy the other team avoided. The offense avoided Minka Fitzpatrick. And then in this situation, with him up on in man coverage on a tight end, they went after those tight end passes. They designed plays, get the tight end in space with just Minka Fitzpatrick, let him make plays. Minka didn't do terribly. But it wasn't great coverage. He is not a great man coverage player. That's a far big drop off in impact. A lot of times they would also get him on a slot receiver and just run the slot receiver on a little flat route out to the side and have the receiver stand out there, tying Minka Fitzpatrick to an insignificant corner of the field. While they attacked the middle of the field. With other receivers. With Minka Fitzpatrick out of the play. That's not... That's not how to have value in the backfield. right? Minka Fitzpatrick is a major player on this team. He's a big contract. You need to get a lot of value and a lot of impact out of Minka Fitzpatrick... And if he's in man coverage on tight ends and getting targeted or in man coverage on a wide receiver, on their on your number three wide receiver, and you can take Minka Fitzpatrick out of the play with your number three wide receiver, you do that. You absolutely do that as much as you can. You just run him over there and have him stand over there, and Minka Fitzpatrick is not in the play. He's uninvolved. It's 10 on 10. You've lost your number three receiver. The Steelers have lost their most important pass defender. Think about that. The Steelers supposedly want to run more man this coming season. You don't want Minka Fitzpatrick at strong safety. If that's the case. To take it a step farther... The Steelers used three safety sets in that game, with Minka Fitzpatrick, DeMonte Kazee, and Trey Norwood. And almost every time they did, DeMonte Kazee and Trey Norwood were the deep cover guys, and Minka was up playing like Terrell Edmonds. Almost every time. Again, is that where the value is? Is that where you're going to be doing the best? Minka up, covering a running back. And your 2D safeties are Trey Norwood and Demonte Cozzi. Minka Fitzpatrick helped record a sack that game, where he was completely unblocked on a blitz off the slot. That was nice. In the run game, his angles were different. He was up on the line. He had a player often the other team was blocking him with a wide receiver and just blocking him out of the play with a wide receiver against the run. It was, to me, one of the least impactful games for Minka Fitzpatrick. He did get an interception that game. That was a play where they went uh, two deep safeties. With out of like I I think it was the normal like seven man front, and Minka and and Demonte Kazi both stayed deep. In which case, that's fine. That's the same. That's that doesn't matter if you're strong safety or free safety. If both the strong safety and free safety are split zone, you know deep coverage, it doesn't matter who's which. And he made an interception on from there. Not when he was up in man. Not when he was doing those things. If DeMonte Kazee is not your strong safety, and he's not. He's very small. Look at his size. Go look up his uh, his size, height, and weight. He's, he's a small player. He's not big. I mean, Terrell Edmonds is listed at 6'1", 216 pounds. That's small for a linebacker. That's good size for a safety. DeMonte Kazee listed at 5'11", 174 you're taking 40 pounds off, two inches and 40 pounds lighter than Terrell Edmonds. DeMonte Kazi is not a strong safety. He's not going to be your strong safety. Like Terrell Edmonds was. And that leaves it up to Minka Fitzpatrick. And to me, man, that's that's terrible. To me, it's worth three. million to Terrell Edmonds to make sure Minka doesn't have to play that role. That's the whole value of Terrell Edmonds. Is he was competent at doing enough different things and he could be up in the box and do... that? Minka Fitzpatrick could play where he was the most valuable. Edmonds didn't have to be a great player. He was the sidekick. If the Steelers go and say, well, Demonte Kazi gives us more... You know, you have more playmaking ability than Terrell Edmonds did. Okay, that's fine. But if in doing so you significantly lessen the impact of Minka Fitzpatrick, how is that worth it? How is that a good trade-off? Is is Demonte Causey better than Minka Fitzpatrick? The answer to that is an easy no. It's a very easy no. Then why would you move Minka Fitzpatrick out of where he is most valuable? And play DeMonte Kazee there. Why would anyone do that? I don't think the Steelers are that stupid. I don't think that's what they're going to do. But I have to wonder. What we are going to see. This year. Without Terrell Edmonds in safety. Because Terrell Edmonds was a big part. Of this Steelers defensive design. And I can't. Imagine the Steelers running the defense they've run since 2019 without Terrell Edmonds or someone like him. And where are the Steelers going to find someone like Terrell Edmonds? You're going to have to do a high draft pick. And that, I don't know, doesn't seem to make sense to me. One of the options is a player who has played for Terrell Austin before and been on the field when he was in Detroit, played at strong safety, is on the Steelers right now. Miles Killebrew isn't nearly the athlete Terrell Edmonds is. He isn't as good in man coverage, but he can be a box safety. Could the Steelers look for and just grab a box safety? Keep DeMonte Kazi in the role he was in? I don't know. It's possible. But you're probably not getting the same level of versatility out of a Killebrew or even a better box safety that you get from Edmonds. I don't like the way this is currently constructed. And yes, I am a Terrell Edmonds fan. And that does play a part in this. But I can also see that the Steelers don't share my same evaluation. They clearly don't. The Steelers could have had Terrell Edmonds for not much money. They could have kept him around. They chose DeMonte Kazee. They chose to not keep Edmonds. They chose to not offer Edmonds, you know, more money, really, is what it was that they did in order to keep him. They didn't value him much at all. I'm very interested to see if they do bring in a safety, what kind of safety they bring in. And if they don't, how this defense changes. Because I cannot I cannot imagine you give Minka Fitzpatrick the contract you give him and then ask him to come play a role that he's not good at. Ask him to be a $17 million player, you know, at a position that he's not a $17 million player. That's my show for today. I'm I'm struggling a bit with this one. What are are the sealers going to do here? I'm I'm excited to see, but I'm also nervous about it. That's that's where we're ending the show. (laughs) There's no conclusion here. There's uh, There's just question marks at the safety position. A big, big question mark. Again, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me talk to you about sports, about the Steelers. I love this. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for allowing me to do this. As always, have a great week, and let's go Steelers.
0: that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No prohibited by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to luckylandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino style games for free. Get lucky today. At luckylandslots.com.
0: Available to players in the US excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's office.